Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, قُلْ say, يَا عِبَادِي O my servants, which servants? الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا Those who have believed. اِتَّقُوا رَبَّكُمْ You should fear your Lord. Surah Al-Zumar is a surah which is very simple to understand in the sense that the concepts are very, very easy. No complicated concepts. Alright? Easy concepts to understand. This surah is a surah which a person needs to reflect upon. So you will notice that tafsir is not heavy. But what the surah demands from us is reflection. قُلْ يَا عِبَادِ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا Notice the word يَا عِبَادِ The, the kasra at the end indicates my, my servants. Look at how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala addresses His servants. My servants who have believed you should have fear of your Lord. You should protect yourselves. Because لِلَّذِينَ أَحْسَنُوا For those who do ihsan, for those who do good, في هذه الدنيا, in this world, is hasana, is goodness. What does this mean? Those who do ihsan, those who do good, where in this worldly life, they will have hasana. Where? In the next life. Meaning you do good in this life, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will recompense you with good reward in the next life. Another meaning of this ayah is, لِلَّذِينَ أَحْسَنُوا For those who do good, هَذِهِ الدُّنْيَا حَسَنَةً They shall have good even in this world. For those who do good, they shall be rewarded, not just in the next life, but also where? Also where? In this life. Because when a person busies himself in the worship of Allah, in the remembrance of Allah, then what happens? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He fixes His affairs for him. When a person makes himself busy in the worship of Allah, so much so that he doesn't even have you know, that moment, that time to think about what he wants, and so ask Allah for that matter, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give him what he needs. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will remove difficulties from him without the person even asking. So, لِلَّذِينَ أَحْسَنُوا فِي هَذِهِ الدُّنْيَا حَسَنَةً وَأَرْضُ اللَّهِ وَاسِعَةً Allah says, and the land of Allah, the earth of Allah, meaning that belongs to Allah, that has been created by Allah, it is wasi'ah, it is vast, it's huge. You think the world is very small, because we look at pictures of the world compared to the sun and things like that, somewhere in the universe, somewhere in space, but compare the world with yourself. What's your size compared to the planet earth? It's so small, isn't it? So the world... This earth is huge. What does it mean? There are endless opportunities in this dunya. Why are you afraid of taking a step in the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Why are you making excuses? Because whenever we have to do something good and we find it difficult, we make excuses. I can't pray here because, you know, in this building nobody allows. Well, go to the parking lot. You understand? Is this building the only place that exists in the world? Is it? No. We apply somewhere for work, alright, and they have a problem maybe with our hijab, or maybe with our race, or whatever it may be, our ethnicity, and then we feel so bad about our religion, or about our religiosity, and Ardullahi wasi'ah. Did you want to say something? 
I remember reading recently about how you were saying about us being small and the world being big. That um, I was reading this last year. If the entire world's population got together for a quote-unquote class photo, uh, we could all of us, all eight billion of us, fit inside just the city limits of Los Angeles. The rest of the world would be empty. So it is a wide, wide world. Definitely, it is. We have limited vision, right? And we think all the doors are closed. But what we're looking at is just one door that's closed in front of us. And so many other opportunities that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created for us, has made available for us. So, وَأَرْضُ wasira. Remember this surah is a very early surah, early Meccan surah. And this ayah was what encouraged the sahaba to do hijrah to Abyssinia. Because you see, out of all the places that you could live in at that time, the best place was the city of the city of Makkah. All right. I mean, if you had a house there, lucky you. All right. If you knew the people of Makkah, they knew you. You were well set, established. Everything was good for you. But what happened? Uthman anhu when he embraced Islam. To Musab ibn Umayr anhu when he embraced Islam. So many things were made difficult for them. Right? So this was an ayah to encourage them to look for other opportunities. Just because life is hard over here, it doesn't mean life is hard, period. Look for other places. So wa'ardullahi wasi'ah. Innama, indeed only. Yuwafa sabirun. The sabirun, those who are patient, will be given in full. What will they be given in full? Ajrahum, their reward. How? Bilayri hisab, without any account. Allah will recompense them without account. Without account, what does it mean? Bilayri hisab. Two meanings. The first meaning is without account of their deeds. They will not be questioned about their deeds. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give them reward because of their sabr without calling them to account for their deeds. And the other meaning is bilayri hisab, meaning the reward will not be measured. The reward will not be accounted for. Otherwise what happens? When you go to a hotel for example and they say breakfast for one is included and you have to pay for the second one. Right? And only breakfast, no lunch, no dinner. Even if you want tea, you have to pay, you have to do this, you have to do everything. You know, there's a bill. For everything is a bill. But in Jannah, bilayri hisab, there's no bills. Isn't that beautiful? Innama yuwaffa sabirun. But what's the condition? Sabr. What is sabr? Sabr is basically to, when you're feeling weak, to hold yourself together. When you want to give up, Hold yourself together, not let yourself give up. This is why sabr is divided into three categories. Sabr when doing something good. When you're feeling weak, when you're feeling lazy, when you're feeling tired, sabr is that you make yourself get up and do what you have to do. I mean, when you're reciting the Qur'an, for example, it requires some sabr. It's Friday, you're reciting Surah Al-Kahf, and you know, the phone is buzzing, and... You want to look around and you want to go talk to somebody and you want to go see what's going on. Sabr is that you hold yourself together and you focus on the recitation of the Qur'an. So sabr when doing something good. Wearing the hijab when you're going outside. Maybe changing your clothes a little bit when you're going outside. Maybe wearing something you know, additional when you're going outside. 
This requires sabr. Even though you're going to stand out, this requires sabr. Isn't it? Any good that a person wants to do, it requires sabr. The second is in holding oneself back from committing sin. You're angry, you're at the verge of saying something extremely harsh, but you feel sabr, you hold your tongue back. You're upset, you want to write something that's not appropriate, so you do sabr and you close the computer at that time. Right? You are tempted to lie, to get out of trouble, but hold yourself back at that time. Sabr at the time when you are able to do something wrong, when you're about to do something wrong. And then sabr also, the third category, when a person is afflicted with some trial, some difficulty in life that hurts him, that pains him. And he's crying, he's hurt. But sabr at that time, to think only positively about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, have hope in Allah, to not say anything that's inappropriate. This is sabr. So those who do sabr, they shall be given their reward in full. Without any measure. This is Allah, Ash-Shakur. That for a person's sabr, he will give unlimited reward. Because sabr is it easy? It can be very, very difficult. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala looks at the effort that a person puts in. So, إِنَّمَا يُوَفَّ الصَّابِرُونَ أَجْرَهُمْ بِغَيْرِ حِسَابٍ And especially looking at the context of this ayah, the encouragement for hijrah, I mean, it wasn't easy for the Sahaba to do hijrah. What was most difficult for them was the fact that they would be away from the Prophet ﷺ. That was extremely painful. They would be away from the city of Makkah. I mean, us, when we visit Makkah, who wants to leave Makkah? Seriously. Nobody wants to leave Makkah. So imagine the locals of Makkah who were born and raised there. How difficult it was for them to go elsewhere. So, إِنَّمَا يُوَفَّ الصَّابِرُونَ أَجْرَهُمْ بِغَيْرِ حِسَابٍ It must have been the first one because the, the first is what was most difficult. It was unprecedented before for anybody to leave the city of Makkah and go elsewhere, in, for a local to leave and go and live elsewhere. Right? And once it's been done, then it's easy for others to follow. So, إِنَّمَا يُوَفَّ الصَّابِرُونَ أَجْرَهُمْ بِغَيْرِ حِسَابٍ The thing is that you see at the beginning of the ayah, look at the connection. Ya ibadil ladina amanu rabbakum. Oh my servants who have believed, fear your Lord. What does it mean? Do the right thing. Don't be afraid of people. Fear Allah. And do what is right. And when you're doing what is right, then remember that lilladina ahsanu fi hadihid dunya hasana. This effort of yours is not going to go waste. Allah will reward in this life and in the next. And if it's getting harder, again, don't give up because opportunities are many. And it requires so much sabr, so much patience, it's not going to go in vain. So why not have hope in Allah? How can a person not have hope? Say, in me, indeed I, umirtu, I have been commanded, on that, I worship Allah. The Prophet ﷺ is instructed over here to proclaim this, that I have been commanded to worship Allah, how? مُخْلِصًا لَهُ One who's making all worship sincerely for who? For Allah. And remember the word ad it means religion as well as worship. 
Meaning, I have been commanded that I must worship Allah alone, sincerely. And you see, sincerity, what does that require from a person? Consistency also. Because our status as Allah's servants does not change with time, place, or work that we are doing. We are always Allah's servants. Isn't it so? And if we are His servants and we are worshipping Him only, then we are to worship Him at school, at work, at a masjid, in the supermarket, in the mall, with friends, at a party, wherever we are. At a wedding. Wherever we are. We are His servants. So, قُلْ إِنِّي أُمِّرْتُ أَنْ أَعْبُدَ اللَّهَ مُخْلِصًا لَهُ الدِّينِ وَأُمِّرْتُ And I have been ordered لِأَنْ so that akuna I be awwal al-Muslimin, the first of those who surrender. Because most of the time we're waiting for others. Right? We're waiting for somebody else to begin the trend. Muslim is who? One who surrenders. Meaning surrenders to the command of Allah. So even if nobody else is doing the right thing, I have been ordered to be the first of the Muslims. Create the change. Don't just wait for it to happen. قُلْ say, إِنِّي أَخَافُ Indeed, I'm afraid. إِنْ عَصَيْتُ Rabbi, If I disobey my Lord, I'm afraid of عَذَابَ يَوْمٍ عَظِيمٍ The punishment of a great day, a tremendous day. What is this day? The day of judgment. And who is being instructed over here to proclaim this? The Prophet wasallam. That if I disobey my Lord, I fear punishment on that tremendous day. Consequences are real. Consequences of our actions, they are real. Qul, say, Allah, it is Allah. A'budu, I worship. Meaning it is only Allah that I worship. How? Mukhlisan lahu dini, Making my religion, my worship sincere to Him. Alone. Again, this is mentioned in a different way to emphasize tawheed, to emphasize ikhlas. That this is my, this is my way of life. I worship Allah alone. So let me do what I want. As for you, fa'budu, go ahead and worship, ma shi'tum, whatever you wish, mindunihi, besides him. The Makki surah, the Prophet ﷺ was in Makkah. And the main problem the mushrikeen had with the Prophet ﷺ was of tawheed. Why don't you worship our idols? Why do you worship Allah alone? So tell them, I only worship Allah. As for you, fa'budu ma shi'tum min duni. Go ahead and worship whatever you want. But remember, say, meaning tell these people that inna al-khasirin, indeed the losers, those who will suffer loss, real loss. What is loss? That something you had, it's taken away from you. You no longer have it with you. So the real losers are who? الَّذِينَ خَسِرُوا أَنفُسَهُمْ Those who will lose themselves. وَأَهْلِيهِمْ And also their families. When? يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ On the Day of Judgment. Real losers are those who will lose themselves and their families on the Day of Judgment. What do we think? Who's a loser? Someone who doesn't look good in their appearance, in their clothes. 
who doesn't look that hot, who doesn't have the right kind of makeup, doesn't have the right kind of body figure, doesn't have the right kind of worldly education or status or nice car or spouse or children or whatever it may be. Whatever is important to us, whatever we like, if somebody doesn't have it, they're not good enough. They're a loser. Maybe we think a loser is a person who doesn't have the right shaped eyebrows. Well, seriously. Because it is on these bases that we judge other people. We have certain standards of perfection and we want those at, at all costs, even if it goes against the deen of Allah. So, real loss is of the one who will lose himself on the day of judgment. And not just himself, but also his family. How will a person lose himself on the day of judgment? Losing oneself means you have no control. You cannot even protect yourself. You cannot even comfort yourself. You cannot even save yourself from some kind of hardship. You see, in this world, if we are in some kind of pain, somebody is bothering us, we have some control, we haven't lost ourselves, we have some authority, we can walk away. We can get away. Right? If anything, call the police. If anything, pull out your Canadian passport. You know, do something. To show that you have rights and demand them. You have some rights in this world. In hellfire, a person will have zero rights. Zero. This is loss. الَّذِينَ خَسِرُوا أَنفُسَهُمْ وَأَهْلِيهِمْ They will truly lose their families that day. Because why would a, a person care about their family member when both are in punishment? Or if one is in Jannah, the other is in punishment. I mean, lost. Connection is lost. Finished. Allah, unquestionably, ذَلِكَ That is هُوَ الْخُسْرَانُ mubin. It is the clear loss. This is real loss. This is manifest loss. When these people will be separated from their families, never to meet again. Never to meet again. Just imagine this loss. Further, lahun for them, min fawqihim, above them, zulalun, will be canopies, min nar of fire. Zulal is the plural of the word, zullah. And zullah is one that gives will. What is will? Shade, shadow. So that which is above, like a canopy, a tent, an umbrella, whatever it may be, something from above, a shade that covers what is beneath it. So lahun min fawqihim, zulalun, Above them, canopies of fire. وَمِن تَحْتِهِمْ ظُلَلْ And beneath them will also be canopies, meaning of fire. Above and below, meaning they'll be enclosed within, surrounded with fire. ذَلِكَ that يُخَوِّفُ اللَّهِ يُخَوِّفُ He frightens. يُخَوِّفُ is to make someone Fear. Make someone afraid. You understand what the word yukhawifu is. And generally what do we say? Oh, don't frighten me. Right? Don't frighten me. And Allah says Allah. Because we like to hear what we want. And we like to tell others about what they will like. But it's better to know the truth even if it hurts. Even if it frightens than to be deceived by lies. So يُخَوِّفُ اللَّهُ بِهِ عِبَادَهُ Allah warns His servants with this, 
Meaning with this punishment. Ya ibadi, O my servants, فَاتَّقُونِي So fear me. Fear me and leave sins. Allah is warning you against this consequence, this result. It is real. In Surah Al-A'raf, Ayah 41, we learn, لَهُمْ مِنْ جَهَنَّمَ مِهَادٌ وَمِنْ فَوْقِهِمْ غَوَاشٌ A bed of fire and above a blanket of fire. In Surah Al-Isra, Ayah 8, وَجَعَلْنَا جَهَنَّمَ لِلْكَافِرِينَ حَصِيرًا Jahannam is a prison bed for those who deny. So this is reality. Don't forget it. Don't be deceived by this world. And leave sins out of fear of Allah. Let's listen to the recitation of these verses. قُلْ يَا عِبَادِ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا اتَّقُوا رَبَّكُمْ لِلَّذِينَ أَحْسَنُوا فِي هَذِهِ الدُّنْيَا حَسَنَةً وَأَرْضُ اللَّهِ وَاسِعَةً إِنَّمَا يُوَفَّى الصَّابِرُونَ أَجْرَهُمْ بِغَيْرِ حِسَابٍ قُلْ إِنِّي أُمِرْتُ أَنْ أَعْبُدَ اللَّهَ مُخْلِصًا لَهُ الدِّينَ وَأُمِرْتُ لِأَنْ أَكُونَ أَوَّلَ الْمُسْلِمِينَ قُلْ إِنِّي أخاف إن عصيت ربي عذاب يوم عظيم قل الله أعبد مخلصا له ديني فاعبدوا ما شئتم من دونه قل إن الخاسرين الذين خسروا أنفسهم وأهليهم يوم القيامة ألا ذلك هو الخسران المبين لهم من فوقهم ظلل من النار ومن تحتهم ظلل ذلك يخوف الله به عباده يا عباد فاتقون Anybody like to share their reflection? Yeah, I can give you. Assalamu In the verses where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is talking about the true believers that turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala regardless, even throughout the difficulty and even afterwards, it actually reminded me, I have a friend, she's Hindu, and she actually was kind of turned away from religion because she's like, you know what, all I see from my families, from, you know, everyone who's attending the temple is they only go so they can ask for things. You know, it feels like a very ungrateful religion. And she's like, I couldn't stand it. I'm like, you know what, if I want to, like, there was no concept of thanking God just for the sake of thanking him. You know, she's like, there was no concept like that in her religion. And it really bothered her. And, you know, she left, in a sense, she sort of left her religion because of that. That she's like, I just feel so selfish. And I feel like, subhanAllah, it's a complete contrast. Islam's one of the few religions in which there's actually the concept of gratefulness. That you're not praying to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala just because you want something or you need something, you're praying to him because he deserves it and he, you know, it is his right to be worshipped too. I mean, the Quran begins with Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Right? In every salah, five times a day, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen in every rakah. Why? Because whatever we are, whatever we have is from Allah. So first, gratitude. Subhanakallahumma bihamdik ashhadu an la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa atubu ilaik assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh